I'm very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, with our product special of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product that you've just got for us. So everyone loves the Chinese laundry tippy top. It's that nude shoe that adds a ton of height without a ton of weight um, for every phase of competition. But we have the next best thing. I mean, even not even the next best thing. It's a great thing. It is the the teaser two by Chinese laundry. So it's a mirror or a silver color. So it's more formal. So that way you can use it for phases like runway, fun fashion, evening gown, talent. It just has a jazzier look to it, but it adds that same height to it. So it's five and a half inches tall, an inch and a half platform. So it's really only in a four inch um, incline, which isn't terrible for pageant girls. I mean, you guys do this all the time. This is normal for you. So this is a great height building shoe with a lot of glam. Okay. So structure wise, is it designed very similar to give the people on the other end a visual? Is it designed similar to the tippy top? Yeah, very similar. So it's the same concept where it's got really delicate crisscross straps in the front. So it doesn't add a lot of weight to the shoe, but it has a huge platform underneath. And the way I love the way the front strap crosses it's not too high in the ankle where it disrupts the line of sight um it just is gives you a nice lean long look so that uninterrupted line of sight for those shorter contestants which i'm on i'm on the same boat as you guys so this way you have a great clean visual from your ankle all the way up to your slit or your shorter skirt so it's great for opening number two that's great so you mentioned uh just to recap you mentioned a few different phases of competition that this shoes would be mm-hmm. good for Tell us those again, as well as maybe what age divisions you would recommend wear the shoe. So, sure. So it's great for opening number, talent, fun fashion, runway, even evening gown. I think if you have a flashier evening gown, this is a great choice because the tippy top is a little plain. So this will add a little more of cohesiveness to your overall look. If you have a simple matte jersey or a crepe gown that's more solid, maybe go for the traditional tippy top or a different shoe. Um, so opening number, fun fashion, runway, evening gown, and talent. A great fit. It is very, very tall. So I would stick to an older teen, a miss, a miss, or a missus. Perfect. And how much does it cost and where can they find it? It's $79.99, which is a great price for competition shoe. And you can, of course, find it at shop.thepageantplanet.com. Free shipping, free returns. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey everyone, welcome to the call today, Jesse Ledoux and myself. We're going to talk about how to succeed during opening number. But before we get into today's podcast, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Taylor Sparkles. Taylor Sparkles is a new makeup line that not only is cruelty-free, but also parabens and sulfates-free. So enhance your natural beauty today by going to taylorsparklescosmetics.com. So Jesse, set the stage for us kind of where do we start on this grand opening number routine? So opening number is really important because it is the first opportunity you have on stage. So no matter what happened in the interview room, whether you nailed it or whether you bombed it or anywhere in between, it's your fresh start. Because I've seen some contestants in the interview room where I'm like, maybe, and I see them blow up on stage. Like they look absolutely incredible, beautiful, they project, and I never would have guessed it from the interview room. So it made me think twice about them as a contestant. So it's an opportunity for you to really reinvent yourself in the judge's eyes. 
Okay, so before we get the, to actually what to do on stage, let's, I guess, back up to rehearsals because I've seen some pretty sophisticated choreography that goes on during a pageant, and I could imagine that that would be pretty stressful for a title holder. So do you have any tricks of how to calm the nerves and even like learn dancing for the non-dancer? So I have two different tips for people that are kind of not dancers necessarily, but they have some rhythm, they want to learn, they want to improve. So the first is just be focused during interview or during rehearsals. I mean, so much information gets thrown at you. So you need to make sure that you're not goofing around. You're not thinking about dinner. That's in a couple of hours. You're really in the zone. So dedicate yourself to the choreographer, to being committed to learning this choreography. The second is if you have a director that's there or you have the ability to record the choreography, that way you can study on your own in your room afterwards, that's a huge benefit. Even if you find a buddy that you have gotten along with in the pageant weekend or pageant week, whatever uh, length of time you're there for, say, hey, can I record you doing this dance? I'll do it for you in, in reverse. That way you can have the same video. So dedicate yourself fully because nothing is worse than getting out there on finals night and your mind just goes blank and you feel like you messed up. It just changes your entire mindset. So to avoid that, be dedicated, be committed and be focused. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And like a lot of pageant have a dedicated fan page for that specific mm -hmm. event. So even if you would bring it up to the director, if nobody's doing it, Hey, do you mind if I even set this one out, you know, and record it? Or do you have somebody else in the audience who can record it a one walkthrough just so I can practice? And then maybe they can upload it directly onto the fan page. I'm sure the director, cause it really is a solid idea. Um, and it's going to help the director get better results. So if the director hasn't even thought about it, just, approach them and say, Hey, don't mean any disrespect. I mean, I just had this idea, thought I would throw it out there. Are you open to it? Um, and I'm sure that they would be grateful for it with, there's not really, I mean, it seems like the newer choreographers, it's almost like they're trying to make a name for themselves at a pageant. So sure. it makes it more comp. They make it more complicated than what it needs to be. Um, it's not just the, the step back and forth. I mean, you got spins, you got turns, you're bobbing and weaving in and out. Um, so if that happens, I mean, I guess maybe just stay focused and video it and then just practice, right? I mean, that's really it. You have to, you have to take what you're given, right? And you have to take your skills because some girls are natural dancers. Some girls are quick studies and some girls just, you know, we're not blessed with that skill. I've been there. I do not have the rhythm. I get it. So you need to be able to really dedicate yourself to that um, experience because, again, it's the top of the show. So if you if you can't be in a proper frame of mind for that component, gosh, imagine what the rest of the show is like for you. Some pageants are really generous and they give you the opening number in advance. I think that's few and far between. But your your best friend is that recording or download the song on your phone or your iPod, whatever you have, and just go through it a couple of times because the way your, the, your memory works is doing it, sleeping on it, waking up and doing it again, right? You don't always get it right then and there, but sometimes your body has the opportunity to let it sink in. Um, so get a great night's sleep and be ready to attack it the next day. Most, I shouldn't say all pageants, most pageants are a couple days long where you're not learning it the same day. So use that great night's sleep to get rested, to allow your muscle memory to take over. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, 
I'm watching because most of the pages now I go to I MC, but watching the girls <sighs> on stage, it's honestly, it's just like really causes me to <laughs> like cringe on the inside because it is, it's so complicated. I'm, I'm thankful that I'm not the one on stage. So, okay, great. Record it, do it, sleep on it, do it again, and then play all out because you're right. If you're jacking up the onstage, um, oh, I'm saying introduction. It's not introduction. The opening number on stage, then that is going to put you in that frame of mind that you're feeling less than, and that's not a power move. Um, exactly. Okay, so that's what's going on in rehearsals. Now let's transition from... Um, the day of the pageant, you have your stuff there. And even, even if you need to back up a little bit and talk about organization before you get to the behind the stage, but what can they do somewhat mentally and maybe even like physically or whatever to prepare to go out there and be high energy? So I'm going to tell you a very funny story that's going to be potentially embarrassing, but that's fine. So I think, you know me, Steven, I'm a little over the top, but it does take me a little bit to get there. Um, but I, when I practice my opening number, I do it so full out that I'm like over dramatizing and I'm imagining like my alter ego of Beyonce <laughs> doing this opening numbers. I'm in the mirror practicing in my hotel room and I'm exaggerating every moment and I'm doing all the faces and like, of course, like you're not going to be that over, you're not an NFL cheerleader on stage, like definitely pieces of the NFL cheerleader you think about, like definitely have a sexy, um, a sexy confidence about you. You're really going for the moves. You're like really feeling it through your fingertips, your toes, all that stuff, but you're not going to perform like Beyonce in the Super Bowl does like look up those images if you don't have a reference point for what I'm saying she really went above and beyond and performed it you're not looking to perform you're not looking to get a job on Broadway you're looking to get a job as a pageant title holder so in your hotel room or in the backstage find a friend or so that you can be Beyonce's with and just do it full out in a silly way where you would never do it on stage but it's over the top once you do it over the top and have fun with it, then you can scale it back. Then you have a little more confidence within you say, you know what, I've done it full out. Now I can do it the way I need to perform it. And it's always a little bit more subdued. You need to grab the attention, but you don't want to be, you don't want to be polarizing. You don't want to be too much of a performer. There are elements to that, but not all the way. I, I love that. Yeah. You, you over practice. I get it. And I think that's, that's a beautiful strategy. So you've overpracticed in your room and you get behind the stage. Now, as, as a contestant, what's kind of some normal, like maybe some insecurity that might creep up before you walk out on stage? I mean, are you thinking, do I really know this routine or, oh my gosh, what if I mess up or what if I don't smile big enough? What if I smile too big? Are all these thoughts going through your mind? Yeah. The biggest one for sure is, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget. That is for sure the number one fear of your opening number jitters. So you need to put yourself in a positive frame of mind. And I always say to my girls, have a playlist that you're listening to right before you leave. Or again, just run through it over and over and over again. Get the confidence that you need to know that you can nail it when you get on stage. I always say, take a moment to yourself. If you're a religious person, say some prayers. If not, reflect on some positive quotes. It's positive energy and then just go out and do it. If you overthink it, that's the worst thing you can do. If you're not a musician or a dancer or a performer, think about the song itself. And so I'm a counter. So I count to, to eight because that's what dancers and performers do. But if you're not, 
use the words of the song to guide you, like make reference points, et cetera, and then just enjoy. Go out there, sing the song a little bit, dance along to it, don't overdo it, just be confident, be comfortable, and that's all you can do. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, you tell me, what's the absolute worst that can happen if like, you mess up on opening number? I mean, nothing, because you're not going to mess up that bad. You're not going to freeze on stage. Let's be honest. If you're putting the practice in it in, in your room, you're not going to freeze and, and be a statue on stage. You might forget one thing, but then you're going to catch right back up. So at the end of the day, judges really are not noticing if you are a half count late one time. They're not noticing it. So don't feel like if you forgot to put your hands up at the same time everyone else did, it's not the make or break. You're not being scored. They're taking a look at your personality. So the worst thing you can do is make a like a cr grumpy face and like shrug your shoulders and give a posture. Like realistically, that's the worst I've seen happen. And if that's the worst I've seen after 15 years in pageantry, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And so I, opening number for little kids for me is one of my favorites because the kids are oh, like, best, I mean, they're it? going all around and I mean, one little girl, like she's sitting down and she's like, okay, I'm over this, whatever. Yeah, they give no hoots. Yeah. None. And that's kind of the, that's the charm in it. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's a little bit different when you're an adult, but the same principle is true that if you mess up, just uh, shrug your shoulders and keep going. Cause I mean, ju judges know enough to be like, okay, they just learned this this morning. There's a lot of other things in their mind and, and they're not, professional choreographers so i mean i have never when a girl was walking out in evening gown been like mm, but her opening number she kind of messed up the routine so minus one for sure <laughs> never well and you know here's a pro tip if you are this nervous about opening number and you know you have no rhythm mention it in your interview talk about that that's the fact that you're like you know what i'm not worried about interview I'm not worried about evening gown what i am worried about is opening number and then like if you mess up they'll laugh with you they will remember they will remember that and we always talk about memorability is the key to a successful pageant week or pageant weekend so if you are that concerned what's the, what's the phrase about like if you have an insecurity bring it up and it's no longer an insecurity because if they are aware that you know it's not your strength they're going to be able to enjoy that part of that your personal weakness. And, in, and when I say enjoy it, they mean like relate to them. They will get it. And that's why I always tell my girls too, as it relates to swimsuit, if you're proud of your body, you come a long way, mention your body in your interview. And nine out of 10 times, it'll help win you swimsuit or it will help boost your swimsuit score. So make that correlation. Don't be afraid of it. Use it to your advantage versus a weakness. That's great. Now, since we talked about what's the worst that can happen, What's the benefit of putting in the practice uh, before you get on the stage so that you're really confident like when you walk out there during opening number? Yeah, so I, because of my contestant number at Miss International, I was part of the opening group. I was one of the first 20 people on the stage, maybe, maybe even 15. And I knew when we walked off, I wanted to take an exaggerated circle off and I wanted to do like a cute like shoulder shrug. Like I knew it because I knew it would make an impression. So as I had that confidence, I nailed the routine and I was like, okay. So I took three other steps forward after everyone else just turned and walked off and I did a little half circle and looked back at the judges with the shoulder shrug and like, I knew I nailed it because I knew that they couldn't take their eyes off of me because I did something different and I owned it with confidence. So if you are rehearsing, backward and forward you don't need to do anything to help stand out but it gives you the confidence to play into the routine a little bit more than you normally would just remembering the steps here and there it's great okay 
So now they're on the stage. Yes. What, what tips and strategies? They okay. The, the the music. The curtains are up. The music is on, and the girls are walking onto to stage. What tips mm-hmm. do you have to really shine while on stage? So when you're walking on or off stage, it's very important to make eye contact with the judges. They might not be looking at you, and that's okay. But if they are, you want them to know that you have your eye on the prize and you know who the decision makers are in the room. So always make eye contact first to the judges as you're walking on and off. Then you can scan the audience. Um, And then when you are on the stage, of course, be present, keep your posture up. And then I think the next step, which you're leading me to, Stephen, is the introduction. Is that correct? Yep, 100%. So whether you have your microphone on a stand planted on the front of the stage or someone's holding the microphone for you, it's that same impression. You're going to walk down to the microphone. I want you to plant your feet firmly in a pose. It can be an open leg pose or it can be a T-stance. If you have questions, you can, of course, book a one-on-one walking and posing session with us, but you want to hit that pose strongly. I want you to stare at those judges and I want you to introduce yourself. And I think that can be intimidating for some people of just staring at the judges, but it shows unwavering confidence. It shows that you know why you're there and it shows the judges like this girl's ready for this. Yeah. A pet peeve of mine though, to insert it, if the mic stand is like down around your belly button, still do not like Unless the, mm-hmm. the pageant director, if it's part of the choreography that you have to pull it up, then then pull it up and do it. But never bend down and talk down yes. to the microphone. Like, what a pet peeve. Yeah. Throw the shoulders back and talk. And if it is down there and you're not allowed to touch it or whatever or the guy didn't come, then just say it loud enough to where it'll pick up the microphone on the belly button. Because, again, it's mm-hmm. not scored, but you want to show your confidence more than everything else. I totally agree with that, Stephen. And if it's at your belly button, unless you are Miss Venezuela height of like 5'11", 6'2", plus, everyone else is going to have the same issue. And aren't you going to stand out when you just plant your feet and you own that pose and you give it all you've got? Because they're going to hear your name again if you're called as a finalist. And then they will see, oh, yeah, that's Miss New York. I love her. So it's not a make or break. If they don't remember you from interview to onstage introductions, you've already probably lost. So hit that point, own it proudly, and go for it. I yeah. totally agree with you, Stephen. And the other thing that is a, I can't say it's a pet peeve, but I feel like it works equally bad on both directions. So if you walk up to the microphone and your your voice is really low and mm. people are not able to hear you, it comes across why are you even on stage? I mean, you should be confident sure. you're up there. But also, if you're screaming to the point of like oh. shrieking and it's hurting my ears, like, oh, God, like that is just there. You got to have that control in your voice where you're loud, again, confident, but not shrieking, <laughs> shrieking in a low way or shrieking um, <laughs> in a high pitch yeah. where you're busting everybody's eardrums. Yeah, watch the last few years of Miss USA when they were introducing themselves live. And you will absolutely know what we mean. And I get it. You want to make an impression. You want to show confidence. You want to show excitement. You're feeling the moment. But it's just, it doesn't portray a professional, sophisticated look that these pageants are going for right, the major pageants are going for right now. So practice doing it in your room. Do not get affected by what's around you. Rehearse it like you're going to say it on finals night. I think that's where people miss the mark quite often. (laughs) 
So this is going to lead me into my other pet peeve, which is like, okay, you're turning away from the microphone or you're walking off stage um, after the big opening number. Um, and girls kind of do that thing where they're walking away from the judges. Meanwhile, they kind of, they throw their, their shoulders back and they're looking over the shoulders at the judges while the next three girls have went by. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just I do. Yeah. So they're a little bit like the exorcist where their whole body is backwards, but they're still moving frontwards. At that point, I'm like, okay, I've already seen you. I've moved on to the next girl. Like, you know, you're mm-hmm. looking back over your shoulder. It's just awkward at this point. I would say un- until it's not comfortable, always have that eye contact. But I totally get what you're saying. So at that point, if you're walking away from the judges, I we, we do want to keep their eyes on the judges as long as possible until it gets weird, to your point, Stephen. So at that point, transition your head and just scan over the audience. What's most important is that your eyes and your face are outward because nothing bothers me more than a girl that just finishes what she's doing her head is down and she's looking into the wings. She can't wait to get off the stage. And that as a judge is a huge red flag that a contestant is not ready for the title because you have to be able to soak in and be ready for all the attention that's going to come your way as a title holder. If you can't wait to get out of the public eye, it's just, is she ready for this opportunity? Is she prepared? Can she fulfill these duties? Because I mean, it's a lot of work to be a title holder and it's a lot of uh, scrutiny. It's a lot of eyes on you. So Keep those eyes on the audience outward proudly, and that's the biggest thing. And again, as soon as it becomes uncomfortable for you to be looking at the judges, I can promise you it becomes uncomfortable for the judges to look at you. So go ahead, transition that head to the audience. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing we want you is a trip on a step or like run smack into the curtain or something like that. When you have a larger pageant with that, let's say that there's 100 girls on stage, and you are one of the very first ones to be called. And then you have mm-hmm. to go back and stand at the, the end of the backside of the stage until all the girls come through. Your feet hurt. And at that point, your cheeks are probably exhausted to the point where it's like, I don't want to smile. So what are your tips or tricks for saving the feet? And also, like, when do you smile? Is it okay to like drop your smile? And if it is okay to drop it, when can you drop it? And when should you bring it back up? So you're referring to being still on the stage for this. So you've introduced yourself and you're not standing in the wings. You're standing back on stage, correct? Yep. 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 So master the smize in your mirror. So the smize is a term that was coined by Tyra Banks. And it's the engaging your eyes and doing a closed mouth smile. So if you need a break to rest your cheeks, close your mouth. It's not a big deal. And no one's going to be bothering you. Just practice that face so you don't have... RBF, which I don't think I need to explain what that is. Um, so it's a it's a face that's not so pleasant. So make sure that you're practicing that smize in the mirror. So you're still smiling, you still look pleasant. Just go ahead and relax your relax your mouth. But the biggest thing is keep that posture because the most the more often that you're pulling through your chest, the less weight that's coming through your feet. So that's your biggest tool for resting your feet. The other thing you can do is change up your your feet positioning. So again, if you're in a T stance and that front foot is killing you, go ahead and slide that front foot to the back and switch it to allow some breathing room. 
or go ahead and do an opening, an open stance where you're leaning to the right or the left. So differentiating, keeping your knees bent is a huge thing for singers, for anyone that's standing for a long period of time. If you lock your knees, it disrupts the flow of oxygen to your body and you need to have that oxygen flowing so your energy can stay up. Yeah, and I, that's totally happened to me when I'm emceeing around like mm-hmm. on, the, on the podium and I lock my lock my legs and then all I, I just go blank. <laughs> well, you feel stronger, right? When your knees are locked, you feel more powerful yeah. and it's totally opposite. I was at a wedding a few weeks ago and one of the groomsmen like did like a tumble, like not fully backwards, like the other guy caught him, but it was, he was standing up there, loss of oxygen. You're nervous. Of course, you're in front of everyone. Your knees are locked and it just gets you nervous. So keep those knees. If you start to feel like you're getting a little bit weak, Go ahead and bend that front knee and just ever so slightly because we don't we want you to be here tall and long. But to be honest, as a judge, you're probably not looking tremendously at the girls behind. You definitely notice them for sure. And you want to be that girl that draws the judge's attention away from the girl introducing herself. That sounds terrible, but it means you're doing your job. So don't like get all gumby on the whole situation. But if you need to take a break and bend those knees, just take a little quick like bend and back to position like less than two seconds. One thing that you said a little earlier, and I want to go back to, you said mm-hmm. um, something about the weight in the chest. Yeah. Um, so just, can you give a visual for the, the person listening so that she knows what you're speaking of? Sure. So I always say posture is all in the chest, not the shoulders, because how many times, Stephen, have you seen a contestant who thinks posture is all about their shoulders and they walk out and it looks really unnatural and their shoulder blades are tucked back as tight as possible and it just looks awkward. Yeah, yeah. So this way, I want you, if you're listening to this podcast, this is the key to great pageant posture. I want you to take a breath in and I want you to lift through your chest towards the ceiling, not forward, but toward the ceiling. Your shoulders are probably a little bit unnaturally high. So you take that big breath in, lift the chest and the shoulders and I want you to keep your chest exactly where it is And I want you to breathe out and let your shoulders go backwards, not down, but backwards. And that's pageant posture. So you can feel your shoulder blades clenching in the back, but you're lifting through your chest. And that way, most of your body weight is actually lifted above your hips. And as women, our um, center of gravity is our hips. So to keep that weight upwards will allow much less strain on your knees and on your feet. That's great. So if we had to tie this show up into just a few bullet points because we threw a lot of different points from a lot of different angles um Mm -hmm. what's kind of just three high level bullet points that are good action steps that the girls can take to have just a really successful opening number so practice is the first one so don't take opening number for granted Again, see if you can record either yourself or a friend who was nailing the opening number. Say, hey, could I record you so I could use it for reference? That's a great step. So practice until you feel comfortable. The second is maintain that confidence throughout. Whether you're nervous or not, know that you're going to show your personality first and foremost. So lead with personality. When you're on stage doing your introduction, hit your pose and stay strong. And then lastly, whatever happens... Get rid of it after opening number. I oh. guess that would be the biggest takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened on stage, leave it on stage. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not being judged. Again, they're taking a look and seeing who draws their eye. You can still draw their eye even if you like 
make a little fudge, right? If you, like we talked about before, if that's your personality and they've seen that part of you in an interview and then you just so happen to shrug your shoulders and say, whatever, they're going to love that. They're going to buy into you. They're going to trust you. So don't let the pressure of the situation overwhelm you because you're not getting judged in that moment. Yes, of course, they're taking notes. They're thinking about it. Who is their person? But don't let it get you down either way. That's great. Okay, so if the girls wanted to work with you one-on-one, how could they do that? So they can absolutely work with me either for one-on-one coaching, VIP recurring membership, or walking and posing because that's a big component of introducing yourself on stage. You can find information at pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. That's the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of me. All the information is right there. And you can always email me, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at thepageantplanet.com. Thanks, Jesse. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the Pageant Planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.